Let's get started. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. In today's episode, we are going to be covering how to start a childcare business. You may have been thinking for a little while or it's just crossed your mind about how to start a childcare business. I remember starting out in early childhood and it was my dream for over 20 years to start my own childcare centre. And for many of you out there, you have also been dreaming for so long to start your own childcare business as well. I want to encourage you to keep moving forward, keep dreaming, keep saving because it is possible. What I want to do today is I want to cover with you why to get into childcare or why to start a childcare business, how to start a childcare business, what are the steps to move forward, and also how we can help at Platinum Education. So why get into childcare? Well, one, it's quite lucrative. It's a really safe and secure investment. Often you get to a point in your life where you do need to invest in something. So whether you choose to invest in um, the stock market, um, whether you choose to invest in business, or whether you choose to invest in property, that is completely up to you. If you're thinking about business and then business then draws you to look at childcare, I really want to encourage you to first, before you even get started, is to look at your why. Why are you wanting to get into childcare? It's not only important for the children and the families and teams that you're going to look after, but it's also really important um, for the department to see that your intentions are pure and that there you have the right motivation in order to get started. Your motivation for starting a childcare business should come from the heart, not from the wallet. Yes, childcare businesses can be quite lucrative just depending on the size of your service and how you run your service. However, childcare is a people business and your service will only be successful if you focus on the people. So I really want to encourage you if you're starting it um, a child or you're wanting to start a childcare business from a money perspective, please don't and please invest in another business avenue. Um, if you are starting a childcare business because it's something you've dreamed about, you've got an early childhood background, or potentially you might not have an early childhood background, but it's something you've always dreamed about doing, or you have a family and you've looked for services and you just can't quite seem to find something that resonates with you or your family, and you really think you can make a difference to the early childhood sector, I want to work with you. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through um, the five steps to starting a childcare business and then you can find this checklist on our website www.platinumed.com.au so you can download that on there as well. But the first step to owning a childcare centre before anything else is uh, one, to apply for your provider approval. So to apply for your provider approval, there's a few things that you will need. You need your working with children check and you also need to have established a company, a structure with ASIC. So you'll need to have all of that information available. 
then you can fill out your provider application. Now, to fill out your provider application, please go onto the ASEQA website and you can go onto the NQA ITS portal and register on there with any email address that you have. And on there, you are going to fill out the new provider approval application. This is the first step and it does take quite some time. So please make sure you do that as soon as possible if you are serious about starting a childcare business. You, um, a broker, a childcare sales professional will not sell a center to you unless you have your provider approval first. Once you have put your application through, the next step is to, and it's a process of deeming you fit and proper. So the Department of Education need to deem every approved provider to be fit and proper to be able to operate a service. You cannot operate a service without a provider approval. So what does that consist of? It consists of an assessment. So they will send you an invitation and invite you to sit an assessment. Now, there have just been recent changes to this assessment process and at Platinum Education, we have been coaching new providers for this process um, since it was um, since it was brought out. In March 2022, the new process has taken place, which is now a national process. The assessment and examination process has been in place in New South Wales for over five years. Platinum Education has been coaching new and existing providers with how to understand and apply the national law and national regulations in practice for this time frame. Now, over this time frame, we have seen the layout and the structure of the assessment change seven times. What we do each and every time is that we get feedback from all of our clients so that we can collate that feedback and continue to share it with our clients. I get some clients coming to me saying, Lisa, can't you just tell me the answers? Can't you just, um, you know, what do I need to know? Unfortunately, our job is not to help you cheat. Our job is to help set you up as a provider to be able to run a successful childcare business. And what that means is that as the approved provider, you are liable for every single thing that happens in your service, whether you step foot in your service or not. We recommend that you do. We recommend that you go there frequently. But what this process has allowed is it is allowed providers to have and make sure that they have an understanding of how the national law and national regulations apply in practice. Prior to this assessment being put in place, any anyone could apply for an approved provider and it was just deemed and it was just approved. And previously, what used to happen is that providers used to have to rely solely on what we call our nominated supervisors, which are our person in the service that has an early childhood qualification and who is going to be in charge of running the day-to-day -day service and operations. Even though the provider was liable for every single thing that happened in their service and had no knowledge, they had to have so much trust in this nominated supervisor to be doing the right thing by their business. 
so many providers got burnt and I remember so many clients just coming to me in tears crying the the director or the nominated supervisor would leave the service um, or they would have the assessor come and do a spot check and things would come up that were non-compliant what happens now the tables have turned and flipped and providers can now be rest assured and be put at ease that they they know, they know the obligations, they understand how these apply in practice. So they no longer need to solely rely on their nominated supervisor to do the right thing. They can now check and they know substantially that they are doing the right thing. And you know, as the provider, what your nominated supervisor should be coming to you with when that comes up in your service. So it's been a really crucial step and a really crucial stage. To a few, it's frustrating. Um, They don't understand why they need to do it. But please be rest assured that it acts as a peace of mind that you have a thorough understanding with how to run your business. You're not going to go in any other business with no idea, no intention, no clue, no training. Look at this as your training to running your business because you want to be set up for success. I'll do a whole nother podcast on the changes to the assessment process and we'll go through that. In brief summary, it's now multiple choice. Um, So 48 multiple choice questions in 75 minutes that you get to complete that. Um, It's all online now. So what we need to do, we want to set you up for success. So what we have, we have um, an online workshop available. I was very lucky during COVID to have the time to be able to record all of that, get that online. And there's three stages to that workshop. So the first stage is understanding the national law and regulations. So we've got nine hours of videos that we go through and we help you to understand them. We go through the documents, we set them up and, and to help navigate through them. The second stage is to do a mock assessment. So you complete the mock assessment on there. It's got questions, um, scenario-based questions, which you complete and answer on there. And then the third stage is that we have sessions together. So we wanted to make sure that not only are you doing all of this, but to make sure that you have the support that you needed. And what we do in our sessions together, we go through your mock assessment and we mark that together. That allows us to see any gaps in your knowledge that we need to um, add further information or enhance. And then we also go through some other questions and answers multiple choice to practice obviously on the day and then just some other further information that has been brought up in those assessments. So we want to make sure that in those sessions you are getting all of the current information that is being presented. Now once we have those sessions you'll obviously go in and complete that assessment. Um, In New South Wales it is in person. Um, I believe in other states um, across Australia they are allowing you to do it online if you're not able to make it in person. Once you have completed the assessment, they will um, or may ask you to sit an interview. So the interview process, because this new process is quite new, they have had interviews in the past as part of their process. We thought that now they're moving it online and it's digital, it'll be a lot quicker. 
I don't know if it's because this process is um, new that it is taking them a really long time to get through it and maybe refine the process, but this process is taking a really long time. One of my clients who sat the sat the new assessment um, back in March when it in the first week of March when it was released is still waiting for their results. So they have sat the assessment. They have had their interview. Um, that took le- like a couple of months to even organize. And the department have actually asked them t- for an extension um, in order to get back to them with their results. And that's why I say apply for your provider as soon as possible because it does take a long time. They say up to 90 days to get that all approved, um, but that does not include the time it takes for them to mark your assessment process. So just make sure that you get that done as soon as possible. Um, you want to make sure as that part of that provider application that you've got the new provider PAO2 declaration, become familiar with the national law and national regulations. Um, of course, you can do coaching with us at Platinum Education and then undertake that assessment process and interview. Now, step two in the process, hallelujah, you've got your provider approval. Actually, before we move on, I want to touch base a little bit on, um, trusts. So a lot of providers, they what they do, they open a company in a family trust. Please make sure that your provider is not in the trust. Um, it will be fine for the provider, but what will happen is once you move to um, step four, which is applying for childcare subsidy, which allows all of the government subsidies to be paid to your service, it's a, it's a hassle like it's a real hassle and there's a lot more hoops to jump through if it is through a trust so um, perhaps my advice to you is to have a proprietary limited company um, that it goes under also try not to have it as an individual because you're going to have that name displayed in the service and it's better to be um, under a company name rather than an individual name all right so step two is purchasing a service So purchasing a service is not something that we can help with. We can definitely recommend some amazing brokers um, and some childcare sales professionals who will be able to find you an amazing service. So there's some options in regards to services. Um, So there's a new service which will be you um, you build from scratch. Um, You might buy land, you want to build from scratch, um, and that's a brand new service. Or you can purchase an existing service. The next step is that if you purchase an existing service, you may purchase the leasehold, which is um, like a rental or lease um, only, um, and you pay the landlord um, rent or you pay them to lease that each month, or you've got the freehold option. Freeholds are very rare. They don't often become available, but if you do and you can afford it, jump at the opportunity for a freehold option. What that means is that you own the land and the business, but when you set them up and when you buy them, please buy them in two different entities so that for your business purposes, you can um, pay the other the business can pay the a landlord um, rent and lease. And that is for business sense because if you go to sell one or the other, they're set up as separate entities. So it's just good business. 
Um, and then, of course, you need to negotiate your contract, negotiate your price. You will do your due diligence. Um, they will provide you with P&L, so profit and loss statements. They will provide you with occupancy statements. So you can have a look through those. Now, for price guiding purposes, of course, the broker will be able to support you with the price. But if I'm honest, in childcare, services are worth what people will pay for them. It isn't like a rental property where you go and it's in that area and that market is saying, you know, it's worth, you know, $425 a week, for example. Um, so therefore, it's worth um, $500,000. Um, childcare is one of those things and one of those businesses that it is worth what people will pay for it. So just make sure that you seek guidance around um, how much to pay for services. And there's some amazing childcare brokers and things that can offer that guidance to you. And there's also heaps of services and things out there that can do and help you with the due diligence process. So once you have found a service, you will then need to hire a lawyer, a solicitor that deals with commercial arrangements or commercial leases. Please make sure that you find someone that has been or dealt with childcare centre sales previously. Lots of brokers will have some recommendations or we can recommend some people to you as well. But it's really important that you use people that have had childcare experience. It's very, very different to any other business. As soon as um, you have exchanged, found the most amazing center. It's very exciting. As soon as you exchange, you then need to apply for service approval. So there's two different types of service approval. If you purchase an existing service, what will happen is that you will transfer the existing service over to yours, so the service approval over to your provider. So you're just transferring providers. Or if you have a brand new service and you're building, you'll need to apply for a new service approval. With builds, um, it is quite a lengthy process and you do need to obtain a lot of reports. So I suggest that you have that report or that application ready to go. Um, you will have most of those reports um, as part of your DA application anyway. So with an existing service, the final thing that you will submit will be your lease on settlement, both signed. Um, and then for your new service approval, the last thing that you will submit is your OC. Then you will transfer the service approval, you'll set up the premises and resources, you'll make sure that all of your policies and procedures are ready to go under Regulation 168. Um, and if it's a new service, you'll go through a licensing inspection. If it's an existing service, you're just transferring that license from one provider to another. So there's no need to go through that licensing inspection again because it's already been licensed. All right, so step four. So as soon as you lodge your service approval, um, whether it's new or existing, you need to lodge your CCS application. This is really important and it's really time consuming to do this application. So do it straight away and you let them know um, when you need that to be applicable from or when you need that to start. So apply for the childcare subsidy approval to become government approved service. 
So that means that you are set, set up to receive the government subsidies so that your families will pay what we call the gap fee. Step five is for your service setup. So these are all of your bits and pieces. So the first thing will be to organize to meet the team. Um, so you want to make sure that you can meet the team. When you meet the team, uh, depending on what it says in your contract or what you have agreed to in your sale contract, they may have paid out all of their entitlements and um, let all of their staff go or um, or they may have kept the staff and you're just going to continue their entitlements as they move forward. So it's really important to note. But what you want to do, you want to meet the team at some stage to decide, um, do you want to keep everybody? Or do you want to um, keep some people because you're going to come on board and you're going to bring some people with you? Um, or do you want to just keep them for the transition? It's up to you. So you need to assess that and make and decide. It is best practice just to keep everybody for the transition. That way it gives you time to assess if they are going to be a good fit for your organization or not. It also allows a smooth transition and what we call continuity of care for the children. Because the last thing you want is for your um for the children to have a whole new brand new team, no one that they know is there. Um, it's just going to cause a lot of disruption and stress. And what you want to try to do is you want to, especially if you're buying an existing service, you want to make sure the transition is as smooth as possible to for as and minimal disruption as possible to the families and the children. One thing I've learned is that you want to make sure that you get feedback from before making any changes. Um, you want to get feedback from the current families and you can do this by giving them a questionnaire um, to find out feedback. Um, we provide that for our services part of our startup. Um, so we help services with their um, service approval application, CCS application, and also um, with the service startup process. So as the podcast indicates, we're everything early childhood. So all the way from the start, all the way to the end of this process and then beyond. So we like to build long-term relationships with our clients and work with them long-term. Um, some of our clients we work with on a long-term basis um, and other clients we work with on a short-term basis to help them through this transition process. So once you've met the team, um, so you can organize to have a staff meeting and meet the team. You might want to bring them some food or some gifts. Um, you want to start on a positive note. Then you want to meet the families. So there's different ways you can do this. You can either host a um, like wine and cheese night and have everybody there and um, do a little presentation about yourself or really just be there to, to introduce yourself and ask questions. Remember that you don't want to change too much too soon. So rather than selling the parents on what you have to offer, ask them first what they like about the current service and what they would like to see changed and involve them in that change process. I learned very early on in my career um, I had the worst, almost like if I think back, it's one of the worst experiences of my life where we decided to do it in that format. 
to have a parent night. I organized this massive um, presentation. I was so proud. Um, the service that we were taking over at the time, they were quite, um, and I say this a little bit, quite old school. So they didn't have a lot of technology. The families um, brought their own food. Um, compared to coming in, we had a lot of technology we were going to provide the food and we thought that these were amazing changes and with the curriculum but I learned very very quickly in that process and that night um, we were just I was just targeted and smashed with all of these questions um, after my presentation and everyone was just in shock all that everybody wanted to do was just connect. We want to know who you are. Um, are you got? Are you a great person? Like, who are you? What's your background? And really, just connect with you and really understand who is going to own the center that my children attend. Um, and it's all new. And remember, these are all first impressions. So you want to make first impressions count. The second thing that you can do um, or the second option to meet families is that you can organize to be at the center um, like two afternoons, two or three afternoons before handover. Um, and that is where you just get to say hello um, and just say, look, hello, this is who I am. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, the existing provider might like to let families know that you're going to be there on those afternoons so that they can obviously be prepared and to have a chat with you. It's nice to write them a little letter to introduce yourself as well. Um, you want to look at marketing, changing over all your signage, looking at your website, um, looking at making up some business cards. So all of that package um, we can organize for you. You want to organize your insurances. So there's different three different types of insurance that you'll need. Um, and again, just check your sale or your lease agreement to check if there's certain levels or um, other parts of the insurance that they require. You want to set up your learning programs and your curriculum. You want to set budgets for your team. Um, you want to set up some bank accounts. So, you know, you want to make sure that if you're not going to actively be in the service every single day, you want to make sure that your um, nominated supervisor has a card um, with a certain limit or money that you can put on there to be able to do the everyday spending. We will set you up with all different suppliers um, so that you know where to purchase all of your supplies from. Um, and then you want to do your contracts for your new employees. So families will need to fill in a new enrollment form under the new company and they will also need to, employees will need to fill in all of the new paperwork as well. So you'll just need to make sure that you have organised contracts for them and you have done an induction um, for your team um, under the new company. So those are the five steps to start a childcare business. And if you're looking for help to start your childcare business, managing an existing business, design and set up or just start up or everything early childhood, then please get in touch with us at Platinum Education Group. You can find us on all socials under um, Lisa Brown Platinum Ed or you can go to our website, www.platinumed.com.au. So until our next episode, keep making every moment count. Um, we can't wait to help you achieve your dreams, and we look forward to catching you in our next episode.